Well, hello, guys. Welcome back to Bocha Podcast. It's Leonita, your host. And today I'm joined by Blarina. She'll be my co-host for today on this episode. So I'm looking forward to this. And let's get straight into the episode. Today, I have with me uh, Marita Dovolani. She is a wife, a mother, a cook, and an author of the book Albanian Table, Sofra Shiptare, and I'm so excited to have her tell her story and her journey and kind of get more in details about her book and how it came about. So welcome, Marita. Well, thank you, Leonita. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. Um, so kind of tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, where are you from originally? Did you come to U.S. or were you born here? Like kind of go through your like background. I guess I'm probably one of the earlier Albanians. I was born in Rome, Italy, and I came to the U.S. when I was seven. And I grew up in New Jersey. I went to school there. Uh, I worked as a hairdresser while I was there. And uh, when I got married, I moved to Connecticut because that's where my husband was from. And in Connecticut, I had four kids and I stayed home mm-hmm. and uh, I catered to them and my family and you know, because that was my generation. That was a norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming here at the earlier like generation of like Amer- Albanian Americans, did you find it to be like very challenging like back then? Yes. It was, it's, it's just, di- we're just different because I came in 1978. So, you know, times were different. And when we came, everybody that came before us were also new. So we kept close together. We didn't really go outside our norms. We kept traditions really strong. And um, this is why I felt like I was the one to write this book because of that, because I was surrounded by such strong traditions Mm. and big families. Mm -hmm. And especially like when you do come from, um, you always want to hold on to your roots, right? You want to like hold on to, you know, back home and keeping that alive. The parents do. Yeah, because everything here was new. So we just kept with the same circle that we, they, they were in Italy, Macedonia, and everywhere else. And here in America, the same circle. Mm. They stuck together to help one another. So you had a really big family that was here. Right. Like you guys had a lot of support. Well, yes. Uh, I'm the youngest out of seven. So it was, it was hard because starting fresh, somewhere new, seven, you know, seven siblings and my parents, they didn't know the language. So we all struggled. It was not easy, but it just, it was the way it was. I don't, I don't know how to explain it differently. It's just that that was that time and that's what we did. And we stuck together and um, we just did it our way. Yeah. Which is always, you know, it's good when you have that connection with your family and you have people that are there, like that kind of understand as well, like what's kind of going on. You know, everybody had the same understanding. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like now, now pretty much everybody's independent, everybody's doing their thing their way, and you just appreciate it. Before it was like one way, and everybody mm-hmm. kind of just, as long as you stuck to that one, one way of doing things, you were good. You know, you were going to survive at least. Yeah, exactly. So how was your process of like putting together the cookbook? Like, when was that? When was that you were like, I'm going to do this? I'm going to, you know, I have four kids. And um, they're all close in age. I had four kids within five years. So I was very busy when they were small. And then as they got older and started going to college and high, high school, and they were more independent on uh, navigating their schedules, I had more time. And around that time, there's there a lot of cooking shows, you know? So that was very inspiring too. And I'm thinking I had all these cookbooks at home, but I didn't have an Albania cookbook. But I had all these recipes from uh, my, my mother, my mother-in-law and everything, but it wasn't you know, something that you can share with others because it was like your way of doing things. So once I had some time to myself and, you know, I started thinking about it and I started writing, it was slow. It, was, it took time. And I started just writing with things that I was comfortable with, that my more comfortable recipes that I did every day with the kids. As time passed, it was hard just to, to make the time. Mm-hmm. So I just started off with little things. As the years passed and, you know, through, through life, things happen, you know, people pass or people get sick. So you kind of put it aside or somebody has a baby and then you put it to side and then you go back to it. Mm-hmm. And so, and there was, I was, a lot of time I was discouraged because I would, I would read a lot about other authors who wrote cookbooks and um, 
the one time I was really discouraged was with this one author who, uh, who was a chef and she opened a lot of restaurants. And then she said, somebody said, went up to her and said, listen, we'll help you. Let's do a, a cookbook. Oh, I could do this. I mean, if I could open up restaurants, I can write a cookbook. And then she said, you know, I didn't realize how hard it was. And then that was like, oh no, I mean, if she thought it was hard, it's going to be crazy for me. Like, this is not going to be, it's not normal. I can't do it. Mm. But then as I was writing and uh, telling fam family members, and then they were giving me their recipes of like, the, usually like we have different recipes for different occasions and family parties and that we shared. And, and you don't do them all the time, but it's nice to have. You know, so I started off as something very personal, but ended up with something more for the culture, for all Albanians. It wasn't just my recipes, it's the Albanian recipes. Yeah. Albanian homes, it's, you know, it's everybody's book now, you know? And um, so that was discouraging. And then, and then I was telling my kids and uh, they're all pretty successful in their own careers and their own schooling. And it kind of worked out, I don't know, I guess by chance, because my oldest daughter is a teacher, an English teacher and a writer. And my second daughter is a uh, photographer and my son is a graphic design. So okay. I needed those three in order to complete this book. There you go. It just, it just, and as you know, so I started it, but then they were, they were a big part of finishing it. That's why when my acknowledgements, I said, you know, I'm grateful to them because I did start something, but without their help, I don't think I'd be able to finish it. When your kids are like cooking, do they go and reference your book or do they call you like, mama, how do you make so-and-so? Are they happy to have, you know, their own moms or family's recipes ready at hand? Oh my God. They love it. Uh, my oldest daughter's married and um, her husband says, uh, my, I don't think my, my Medina knew how to cook. Her name is Medina. She knew how to cook, but now with this book, she makes like amazing food, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, and it's nothing, God knows what, it's just uh, the flavors that we're comfortable with, the ingredients. It's, it's really about the ingredients. And my kids were always really good eaters. Um, I never had a struggle with feeding them and, and no challenges like that. But my main purpose of this book, it started off as a book for my kids you know, because as, as, you know, as they get older and they start not needing you as much, you feel like, oh God, I got to do something. I got to fill this void. And then, and now it just, it's not my book anymore. I feel like it's, it's an Albanian book. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. a lot of the recipes are from other homes and there's a lot of recipes that are not in here that I couldn't fit. There was too many. I'm getting a lot of different recipes from like other people that were like, Hey, try, you know, can you put this in there? This is one of my favorites. Is that it's a combination of a lot of other people's recipes. I have to say, like I said, I'm, I'm the youngest out of seven. And my husband is the second youngest out of seven. So I came from a very big family and I, and I married into a very big family. And both my husband's side and my side were our parents are very well known and they were big time hosts. So there was always something going on. So I learned a lot from, from my parents how to host and mm -hmm. you know, nobody left the house without a meal. Like that's like unheard of, you know? And then when I got married and my, my father-in-law's, my, my husband's family, the same thing. So I kind, it kind of, well, but then I learned numerous recipes from my mother-in-law and she mm -hmm. would visit because she's from Deeburn, Macedonia. She would come to the States and everybody would ask her the meals, you know, like, can you make this for me? Or can you make that for me? And she didn't know the ingredients. So we would both go to the store together and try to figure it out. You know, how, how they use it back home and what they use and how to change it with yeah. what found. I'm in Connecticut right now, so we don't have too many, or at the time at least, there wasn't too many of these uh, nationality uh, stores where they had our food or mm -hmm. our ingredients. So you had to go to the local supermarket and try to figure it out. And I learned a lot from her. So you touched on one of the questions I had, you know, what region are you from and like which recipes were the first that started and where has your cookbook kind of traveled when it comes to the taste of, because like Albania and Kosovo and Deeper, they all have different kind of flavor palettes and different right. um, traditional dishes. So where did it start and where has it grown? It started off as just typical families recipes, the, you know, the noodles and the rice and the chicken, the, you know, the, the flias, and we all did it because my family, my dad is from Albania, uh, the Deeper part of Albania. And my mother's from Macedonia, Manastir. And my husband is from Dibur, Macedonia. We're, we're like refugees because we, you know, we came from Albania to Macedonia to Italy to America. 
and we traveled and we always traveled as a group. So I remember when I was younger that we had all, all kinds. We had Kosovar, Strugan, all over, and it was normal. They were surrounded by them and they all had their own way um, of making things. We had the family friends who were like Tosca, I don't know, Picorce. And they would make the best shichirpare. Uh, like when we had weddings, we we're like, okay, shuka is coming. Let's, you know, and we'd get the, everything together. We, we weren't lazy, you know, we did a lot, but that's what kept us going. So the book started off as something very personal with, for my kids that uh, their daily, I guess, meals that I would make for them. And, uh, and then it ended up where, listen, you know, there's, there's, there's all these foods that, especially like with like the doughs, Everybody loves the dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and us, when we entertain like Americans or people like neighbors and stuff, it's always, you know, the dogs we make. Yeah. What's the one dish when you're making that just makes you feel the most Albanian, the most connected to your roots? You know, something that got passed down from your aunts or mom or grandma or whoever. It, it would always be the grosh, the fasul. Oh, yeah. Always, always. That's always like that comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like even if you, you're not, you don't crave it. You just want it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. It and like you, soothes the soul. It, right. And every time you make it, you make it better and better because just the way it comes out, you know, you're always trying new beans or you're always, mm-hmm. you know, but it will always be fasul for sure. Yeah. I find like that's for me, like the hardest thing to make. Well, I'm not the best cook. So I always have challenges with making things, but my husband, I feel bad for him because like, I don't make a lot of those homemade, like traditional foods so he's like when he go we go to my mom or his mom he's like oh my god I want fasul I want like fasul so much simplest thing exactly yeah yeah that's so fasul is probably the one that uh also when I wrote the book because everybody has their own way of cooking things and I try to make it for kids today like the new generation I didn't want to go the way my mother made it because we're like okay negrushme and but I was like no I gotta make it where I know my kids also cook at home and uh, and we had like um, like 10 other friends and young all different age groups college kids homemakers and we would give out the recipes to everybody and see what was the result did you have to like play around with the recipes till you got it right because like you said you put like put a little bit here Right. So you don't have exact measurements. So right. was it like a process to find it was out? It was hard for me to create the recipes, like for the group of people that I was thinking to create it for, mm-hmm. uh, because I had to throw away a lot of the food. I'll be honest with you, because it was testing. It takes time. It's, it's a process. It was, it's not something you just write and you're like, okay, it is, it's done. It's not my story. You know, you start off as writing something. And then you end up surrounded with these ideas like, oh, wait, I can't just make it for me. I can't just make my kids because now there's, there's a bunch of uh, generation of my kids, not just my kids anymore. And then the opportunities come and things change. So it's what it started and where it is now, it's like night and day for sure. For yeah. myself, like I'm born and raised here in America, but I have such a tie to, you know, my Albanian roots. And so um, recently in the last couple of years where thank goodness for social media, there's more, you know, outlets to kind of connect, you know, Leonida and I did find you through Instagram and it's like, oh my God, mom, I said, there's the lady, she wrote a book and it has all of these ingredients and, you know, traditional recipes. And it just makes me proud and it makes me like, it's attainable to not forget our roots. That's right. so important for people like you that you've given us a chance to kind of keep in touch with that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've, I've gotten so much support through social media. I'm not a social media person. Uh, I never had Instagram or Facebook, but because of the book I did, and uh, I'm just so, I'm so impressed. I'm impressed by the young American moms and girls, educated ones, whatever, home, stay at home. They're so supportive. And, and they work so well together. You know, like you hear stories on the news, like bullying and the cyber bullying. And, but I see like Albanian women are so connected and they really, I mean, even if they don't like everything, they're, they're still supporting you. Yeah. yeah. They're not negative at all. I was so impressed, honestly. Yeah, it, it's been so good to see for real because, you know, with this podcast, it's, it's focused on Albanians and Albanian successes and... Um, experts and people out there and 
Um, and the support that we get for, for the podcast from so many of like the people out there, it's just so good to see. And I'm connecting with so many of the young women that you're talking about. And it kind of gives you like hope <laughs> kind of in a way, like, wow, like this it's, is so nice. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was very impressed with your podcast. I listened to some of your uh, guests. I know what's her name, uh, Wilma. Yeah. Wilma. Yes. We're very good <laughs> friends and, uh, with her family and, yeah. um, so I was like, you know, this is, it's, it's just nice to see somebody doing something. Thank just, you. You know, we do so much already and we don't need to do anymore, but um, I don't know, something in us tells us we have to. Mm. We, maybe it's the Albanian in us. I don't know what it is. Like I figure, okay, my kids are grown up. I can relax now, but no, I couldn't. I had to, I had to find something else to do. Well, good for you. <laughs> yes. Our mission is never ended, you know, and Right. Our people, I feel like we have that drive. We want to succeed and we want to be, you know, pioneers and, you know, make changes and just, right. I think that we do it, challenge ourselves, but in the end we make it, we make it to the top. So sometimes we do it the hard way, but we do do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Talking about doing the hard way with your book, um, when it started getting on the tracks and it's moving, you know, what was that like? Did you think that it would be getting all this attention today? Honestly, I thought it was needed. We needed something. I mean, I, I was raised here because I was seven years old when I came. I don't know about you, Leonita. When did you come? I came here when I was a baby. So I was like two years old. Okay, so exactly. Yeah. We're like, we're like, we're, are we American? Are we Albanian? But we want to hold on to that. So we want to be both. We want to be good at it. We go to Albania and we're considered Americans. We, we're here, we're considered Albanians. It's like... We, so, you know, let's just be both and let's do it well. So I felt like it was needed. And a lot of people said, well, why didn't you write in Albanian? I said, because there's a lot of, actually the book was uh, printed in Albania. That was okay. what we wanted to do. We went to Albania, we found a, a printer and uh, so self-published by, by myself, but printed in Albania. And a lot of them would say things like, uh, but why isn't it in Albanian? It's an Albanian cookbook. I said, because there's uh, a lot of Albanians in America, you know, mm -hmm. so we need, we need to cater to them. There's a lot. There's too many. And, um, and food is, is the thing that, like, if I have a memory, it's always about food, mm -hmm. you know? So this is the perfect avenue without being, making it personal about me, you know, making it like, this is, this is it. This is the real deal. This is where we stand. And this is just the platform. This is just the base for, for any mom tomorrow to reach out to me who wants to add on to this book or make their own. I'd be more than happy to help them. Because it's not about me. It's about all the Albanians, especially mm -hmm. Albanian women. I never realized. I mean, I'm in Connecticut in a rural area. I don't really socialize much. I'm busy with the family. I always stay busy no matter what. So to see through the through social media how, how close people are, really, and supportive, that's, I mean, look, you, you guys are, I don't know where Blerina is, but you're in Michigan, right? We're both in Michigan. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like okay. close to each other. So we're both here. But right. Blerina... Um, you know, she she grew up in New York, New York area. She's lived there for a long time. So she's like more accustomed to that, that, that city and stuff. Kind of been all over. Like my parents, when they came from Kosovo, they came to New York and we lived there. They lived there for 12 years. So I was about eight when I moved to Michigan. And just going back and forth, I feel like I've seen Albanians from all places of all kinds because we're all different. No matter, Even though we are all one but we all have our differences, which makes us unique. Yeah. Um, and I think that's beautiful. And even just speaking with you right now, I see like, I love there's Albanians who truly are selfless and they think about the unity of us. And I really, I'm glad to see that you're one of those people that's refreshing and it's hopeful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You, you try, you try to, like I said, it still goes back to your past, which I spent so much time with my parents. Like I was the youngest out of seven. So my parents were a little bit older when I was, as I was growing up. And then my in-laws also. And I always leaned in to, to want to learn from them. I never, I never felt like, oh, that's your job, not mine. I'm going to do my own thing. I just never felt that way. Even though I, had, uh, I was a hairdresser and I worked before I got married, I didn't mind uh, settling down and raising a family. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's still so much to do even at home for your kids, for, for everybody. And yeah. to create, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, like you, you, you were home with your kids, you took care of them and, you know, they grew up, they went and did their own thing, but you still, you still had something in you to like, want to do something more, you know, um, 
and you found that taking care of them with their like helping them understand what foods to make and you started off making it about them like what do they like to eat what how can I put it together for them and you know as you like you said it just came on to something more than that it grew it grew on its own it took a while but it did grow on its own and it's it's all about the past if you welcomed when you were younger the things around you and you you know took it in then you take that with you to the next part of your life and things are always going to change in 10 years maybe I'll be in a different position but what I'm going through now will help me for them because that's where I feel like that's where I am today. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, you know, in 10 years or let's cut it down to maybe the next five or even 10, um, do you have plans on writing another book, you know, continuing and adding on new recipes? I'm hoping that this, I mean, from what, from the feedback that I've received, uh, like this would be the foundation and I'm hoping I could reach out to other moms. It's not just about me. I want it to be something more bigger because it's nice to self-publish. You know, us as Albanians, we, I'm not good with somebody telling me. I'd rather do it wrong the first time and be like, oops, sorry, than uh, have somebody just, you know, nine to five. And I guess because I was home all the time, so I didn't. And uh, so I'm hoping this could be the basis for future projects with others, one. And we're hoping by uh, January in the next year to do the an ebook. Because oh, we have requests all over in um, Australia, and it's just the, the shipping fee is so expensive. So hopefully an ebook for the younger crowd. And if people are still interested in the book itself, then I can always print out more books and put them out there. I, I think I'm going to just take it as it goes. But I really do want to take this opportunity with this podcast to let people know that it's not just about me and this book. It's about an opportunity for other women or men also to, to just try something new, something different, to make it their own. And I'd be very happy to help. Have you had any requests yet for a book on Turshi, how to make Turshi? Because there's a million ways. And I know my mom makes the best Turshi, but it's like, I don't get her measuring because it's like you said, one grosh here and a grosh there. Well, it, it actually, yes. Actually, I have I have the Turshis in the book. And I have one page that shows that kind of like, because I, I like to cook in parts. And I kind of wrote the part that goes with Tushi that you can work with, with other things. Let me see if I can find it real quick for you right here. Is your cookbook like kind of like traditional cookbooks where you have like your starters, your dinner, your... Exactly. I started off as just our foods and then it had to be something more cohesive. Mm-hmm. So then we started just bringing more recipes and more ideas. And But what I did with the Tushi is pretty much it's a basic base kind of measurement and I did one part vinegar two parts water and one tablespoon of salt if you put them in hot then the the tushi comes out quicker if you put them in cold usually if you have a lot and you want it to take its time to ferment then you do it cold and you stick it in the fridge or somewhere cold but we like it fresh tushi is so we make them like every month or so I don't make a lot just enough to eat that's what I try to make it as easy as simple I don't know if you guys have you guys seen my book Um, it's very very, like simple when I first started it was a lot of writing and then my kids are like ah that's that's too much detail like fill the water now just just get a cup of water you know (laughs) gorgeous like the artwork and it's just it's so um it's very today you know it makes me want to pick it up and it's not like oh what is this you know it's so much writing it's so boring it's not a textbook it's gorgeous there's you know beautiful colors and Mm -hmm. photos like, I just want to even just lay it out in my kitchen, you know, like as a decor too. like flip yeah. to one of the pages and just like, you leave it out and you're like, oh, that's like the decoration for my kitchen today. <laughs> that was my motivation. I was like, I don't want just a book. I want, because it's going to be the first book that people pretty much, and I don't want it to be like everybody else's. I want, I love coffee table books. And when I buy a book, I look at it if it's pretty too, you know, sometimes I like the recipes, but the pretty ones I'll leave out, you know? And so I said, no, it's got to be pretty and it's got to have meaning. And like the gold stripes on it is like when you cut the baklav, you know, like that's the design. And that was my son. He's a graphic designer. So I just kind of said, you know, this is what I want. And he gave me some options and this is what we came up with. Very nice. Um, Do you have non-Albanians interested in the book? Oh my God, so many, so many. It was, it's, it's crazy. At the beginning, there was a doctor from Michigan who ordered the book. And I'm like, do we know this person? He's got to be Albanian. And we're like, look, trying to look him up. And, and he's like, no, it's just a doctor from Michigan who ordered the book. <laughs> I love you know? it. 
So, oh, many, yes. A lot of Americans do have Albanian friends. Yes, they do. And um, they remember their parents making pita for them. And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember my, we used to go to my friend's house and their mom used to always make this stuff, you know, the spinach mm-hmm. pie and this, you know? Yeah. Like- yeah. And people like to experience different cultural foods, you know, people like, you know, Mexican or Chinese, like why not throw Albanian in there? It, we need more of that. Yes. Yes. And also we had Leah Remini. Mm-hmm. She's a friend of the family. And she, she got one of the books and uh, she made pita. Does she love it? That's amazing. Yeah, she made it. I was like, I was like, make something simple. Don't, don't make anything crazy. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to make those bread things that you guys make. And she, and she made it. And I was very, I'm, I'm so impressed with everybody because everybody that's made something, they sent me photos and told me, you know, like, oh, it was easy. It was difficult. You know, it came out this way. It came out that way. So it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I'm actually, I was looking to order my book too, because I really need it in my cupboard. I need to start cooking Albanian or my husband's going to be like, I need some Albanian food in here. Yeah. Well, the recipes are made between four to six people. You know, usually with Albanians cook, they cook for 20, but uh, no, it's, it's all smaller portions. So that way it's not so much waste. Merita, is your book um, available for shipment to other countries like Albania and Kosovo? Uh, yes, it is because we do the shipping ourselves, but it's just uh, really it's it's expensive. So that's why we're trying to do like the ebook to hopefully cater to the people that are outside and for at least you know a decent price and be better for them. But I think in the future there's always an opportunity where it can go global. I don't know. We'll see. I was about to say because like globally, like if you think about it, Albanians are all over the world, not just in Albania, Kosovo, America, but they're in you know, in England and Australia or wherever. So exactly. Yeah. But I, I think I'm probably gonna need a little help with that. But for now it's just like something new. They just started. And now with the COVID, it's been so hard because we had other ideas. When we started printing the book because of COVID, everything stopped. So we were like nine months behind. So we're just now, you know, ever since this happened, I'm kind of like, you know, we'll just take it slow. Whatever happens, happens. You know, we'll take our time and wherever it goes, it goes. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I think this is such an amazing thing you know I'm so happy that you took the time to put it all together for us because you know we we needed something like this we needed like my generation and beyond like where we can give it to our kids so we don't forget we don't forget you know those recipes we don't forget our culture and the foods that we eat because me being a mom like I said I don't really cook that much but I want to but I'm like well how do I put all the recipes together like how do I learn it so having it all in one place like it was much needed (laughs) and I've heard a lot of other people all around always saying um, you know we need to put our recipes together we need to put our cookbook together and here we are you did it so it's amazing thank you (laughs) no thanks so much for appreciating it and you know being so supportive like I said everybody's been so supportive Uh, unbelievable so now with the COVID it's been so hard so I can't really get out and socialize with people because that was that was my intention to be out there and do like cooking classes and you know because like baklav you you want to see somebody do it you know you want to be there with them and so I was like, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff. At least I'll get me out there. I'll socialize. And, you know, now I have mm-hmm. the time I can do it. But now because of COVID, we can't. But uh, I do have a friend who has a um, dress boutique. It's called Le Chic Couture in Staten Island. She did a book signing for me. She opened up the shop for a book signing. And uh, a lot of Albanians came. They came one at a time, but with a lot of orders because of the COVID. I was impressed. I was like, oh my God, everybody's so careful and it's so good. And well, Merita, how can we not support someone who's thinking of us? You know, through the, this whole interview, I keep hearing you say it's for, it's not even for me. It's not a personal thing. It's for this person. It's for, you know, my kids' generations. You didn't stop it yourself. So uh, if anyone merits any support, it's someone like you, it's you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But that's, that's how I feel. I really feel that way. I want this to be the base for the future, for future people, not just for me. Like I did what I did, you know, like as a mom, you feel like, okay, I raised my kids. Now they got to do it on their own. And I feel like this book now it's got to do its thing. And hopefully it'll open up other doors for other people also. And Mm -hmm. I would be happy, more than happy to guide anybody who's probably even thinking about it or even doing something small or big, whatever it is. Or even adding to this book and creating something different or anything, you know, mm-hmm. I would I would definitely support it. Yeah, I love that. And you know what I was thinking just now, because um, I follow you on Instagram and I was seeing like how you 
try to do like little stories of like your cooking, mm -hmm. which I think is so cool because like we'll, we're seeing you in action. We're seeing you make these recipes and like, I can't wait till all this COVID is over and we are able to, you know, get together more hopefully next year. And I would love to see you like out there, like doing those like get togethers where you're like cooking and, you know, kind of showcasing your recipes. I think us, we work best when we're cozy together, working together. It's nice to do the videos. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to do that. That's also a process, but uh, I really do want to be out there and, and it's just fun. Cause that's how I remember learning. It was, it was a bunch of us making it, you know, I'm Muslim. So for Nadibur, they, uh, for Ramazan, they always make chip, chip mevoy. So a month before everybody gets together and they're all peeling onions, you know, and so everything was always done together. So I feel like that's part of it. And even like my nieces, when they want a recipe, they want me there. Like, okay, come and show me now. Okay. You told me, but now come and show me. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. So that we have. That's awesome. That's, I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> what about you, Florina? Yeah, same. I really can't wait. You know, I was thinking I would love to see you doing your own show and maybe even a live show I'd come and watch that's amazing oh thank you because so, you know what Albanians we always turn something into a party and you know food is the base of that food and drink and hospitality we've always known been known for that you know book a creep a zammer bar that's an old saying of ours so and we're all connected like like you said you're from Kosovo and but we're all connected like because we, we were immigrants when we came to America so we couldn't get too picky who, who to marry we would definitely want an Albanian there was not it was there was no question outside but but my oldest sister's married to Kosovar to Prizreni and my other sister's married to Pistrugan in Macedonia and I'm married to Dibur so we're all uh, family friends interconnected you know we're all the different flavors in yes. the world yeah. <laughs> So like you'll go to my sisters and they'll talk Kosovarsha, you know, and my kids are like, Amuite, you know, <laughs> and then we'll go to the other one and talk to Strug and they're, they're like, me, Sisko, you know, all that, all different, but um, we do it. It's, it's normal, you know, mm -hmm. not difficult. Yeah. We have to embrace all of all, like the greater Albania, you know, we're all connected. We're all, you know, one, even though we have different dialects, different traditions, different things, you know, at the end, we're all like one, I, I, I think. Yeah, and I, I think it's important that the, the ones outside, they're not in their own. I mean, we have our summers that we go or whatnot, but the ones who are outside to have something of their own that's Albanian. Because when you're outside, you do feel like an outsider a little bit. Mm. So you feel like you're grasping onto straws. Like, well, look, I can cook this. So that makes me Albanian. Or I can do this. That makes me Albanian. And yeah, but you still feel like the outsider a little bit. Mm. So it's nice to be like, no, look. So when they see this in English, that kind of, rubs some people the wrong way, but it does, I think, validate the ones who are here. Like, no, we, we can do this. This is, this is normal because there's Italian cookbooks, there's Asian, there's all kinds of cookbooks. And so this kind of, you know, gets away from that feeling where like, oh, but it's, it's their book and not mine. Mm -hmm. ours now. I, I agree completely with that mm -hmm. because, and, and first of all, English is like the universal language. So anyone in the world can really understand it. So that makes sense to me. Like you want it to be available to all kinds of people, not just one group of people. So yeah. I think having it in English was actually a great thing. That's that was the goal. Less intimidating, you know, in in Albania and Kosovo and Strug and you know, uh, in the homelands, those people are already raised with the foods being around them and understanding those flavors and those ingredients. It's us from outside that are like you know, it might be intimidating, like, how do I, how do I make a flea, you know? Yeah. And if I read it in my language, I'm going to understand it completely. And that just gives me an opportunity to still be connected. I think yeah. it was a smart move. And also I've gotten a lot of DMs, like messages where um, people had questions about, look, I'm, I'm making this. How do you think I should make it? What should, what ingredients should I use? What kind of rice do you, long grain, short grain, medium grain? What's the difference? You know, so it definitely opened up another door for people and they're not all young you know some of them are my age who were always working and never had time to really sit down and cook and they're like you know I want to do this I want to I, re I remember it when I was younger because there's a lot of working moms who never really had the time so having this avenue with the Instagram and Facebook you feel closer and more connected because we're all on the same page and when we talk we talk about the same kind of rice the same kind of flour the same kind of 
you know? My mother-in-law was one of a kind. Um, when there was a wedding, they would have her come and cook for the wedding. So you know how there was back in the days, I guess, they would have the weddings at home. So they would always invite two or three women who were known in the town who would come to cook for the wedding, you know, make the desserts or whatnot. So when she came to the States, I learned so much from her. And my father-in-law was amazing. He would just sit down and just watch us. And that's what I wrote in my acknowledgments. Like, and I'm glad I appreciated that. And I wanted to learn. So I learned a lot of new recipes and I learned more than recipes. I learned the ingredients, you know, because they say gruer, you know, like the wheat or the barley. And you're like, what are you talking? What does that mean? What is that here? Or like grease, you know, and you're like, okay, what is that here now? So to translate yeah. those things is uh, really, really, I think, valuable for the kids here. Yeah, because even my daughter, her husband's family's in uh, Tehran, and she'll say, well, my mother-in-law said this word, like, grease, what is that? And I'm like, oh, well, it could be this or this, you know, ask her. Yeah. yeah this or this, it can't be anything else. I'm like, okay. And also with the Instagram, I get a lot of people asking me about certain ingredients and when do you use it, where do you find it, you know. But I try to keep it local because you never know. Not everybody has the option to find stores with our ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is one ingredient that is the key ingredient for like most of the recipes? The one everybody uses is vigit. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's all I was thinking in my head, right? I, yeah, I personally don't use it. I used to use it because, I mean, I remember my mom used to bring it from Europe. Vigit and uh, what do you call red pepper. So now I learned it here, like there's a product from Norse that's called the chicken bouillon. It's the same, but it's, it's a little milder. It's not as salty. Mm. And uh, for when it comes to peppers, the red peppers, I like to use the pimento, the, the smoked pepper. That has a flavor like ours back home. Like yeah. a paprika? The Hungarian one is not the same. You're speaking like paprika? Paprika, right. Those are the two things I remember them bringing from Macedonia that we would always use here. And um, that's how I translated them here usually. But I, I like the Spanish paprika more so than the Hungarian one here in the States. Marita, do you visit back home? So it's funny, we all call it back home, even though this is my home, I'm born here, but we all call it back home. Do you visit often? To be honest with you, I don't have anybody back home. Uh, I had an aunt and her family. It was my father's sister who with her kids. But And my husband's parents uh, passed, you know, a long time ago. So my kids never got a chance to go back home and stay with their grandparents. So they kind of really grew up in America. But now that they're older... I think last maybe 10 years, we've been trying to go more so. We like Tehran. Uh, I still have two sister-in-laws in Dibur, Macedonia. We visit them. Yeah, I like Albania better. But I like it because I feel like I'm in America because I don't do a lot of traditional things there. Just like kind of, you know, sightseeing, enjoying. Yeah. I spend time family, but not much. So you, you usually stay a lot in Tirana when you're there? Or do you go to the south at all? We've been to the South. Uh, we did one year with the kids. We did the whole South, Saranda, Jirokrasta, and we went up, up to Cooks and all around. We, we tried to, you know, see Very it. Cool. And um, it was a lot. It was tiring. But we did, you know, just to expose the kids, to let them know. But people there preferred us to speak English instead of Albanian. Last year, I spent a few months out of the year in Albania, um, engaged there in Jersh. So, so that's the North. But we took our time to travel from north to south during one week and it was so interesting to see you know I'm I'm northern since I'm from Kosovo so that was more like I was used to it when I went to the south it's completely different foods and everything and that was so interesting how we could be the same people but just have completely different food different food different personalities different under you know just the way they welcome people is totally different very different. Yeah. Yeah, but, and I love Albania. I, I always think to my husband and I will always say like, you know, we're going to go, we're going to retire over there, you know, so at least the kids have somewhere to go. Yeah, that'd be nice. Be nice. But uh, no, we like it there. But like I said, I don't do a lot of the family things. And even the family, they can't wait for us to go so they can stay in Tiran and kind of just walk around, have coffee. <laughs> Well, it's nice what you mentioned, Ashley, because um, when I used to travel back there with my, you know, with my brother and my mom and dad, it used to be, we love family, obviously, but it didn't feel like a vacation. It felt like more, you know, you were obligated to stay with so-and-so and and then it up. But nowadays it's been uh, modernized so much that you can go and you don't have to know anybody. There's beautiful hotels, there's beautiful restaurants and tour guides and all these things and thank God we have our phones and the internet, you find everything and you can really go and enjoy yourself and be a real tourist. There's nothing wrong with that word. Everyone always makes fun of it. And enjoy the place for what it is. 
But sometimes you want to do something different. It's just when I was growing up, when, when I first got married, I think we went to Debord once with my daughter, but we were stuck inside. You know, we went to the neighbors and not like that we do so much here in America. We don't, I'm not saying we do, but it was just, it's like a month, you're going to a month and do that. Like, at least at home you have, you know, you have projects, you clean, you do, I don't know, you, you create stuff, you, you know, we, we have so much more structure. It was, it was different. And, and now that the kids are older and we've been going to Tehran a lot more and the Albania part, and then usually his sisters like to come up there also, because it gives them a chance to kind of get away also. And we have a great time. I mean, they have great food. The people are amazing. Everybody's just so nice. Like it doesn't, I don't know where you can go, where you, I don't know. I've never had a bad experience in Albania, to be honest with you. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Southern is different. Still not a bad experience. Our food is very, you know, we have our creams and dairies and, you know, carbs, but have you found a way to kind of cut back on calories and fats, but still stick with our traditional foods? I know with ours, it's mostly butter with our traditional. So I use mostly olive oil. And then I know when I saute, I try to use grapeseed oil. So I, I stick with the oils. I don't, uh, the butter is always uh, an afterthought, like at the end, if you want to just kind of give it that. And the butter, I always like to brown. I like brown butter. That's part of it. It's like even like the brown butter with the, the pilaf, the, the rice, but also portions. But um, yeah, <laughs> don't eat a whole Pepsi of pita by yourself. <laughs> I know, yeah. And you know what? Tell me if you disagree or not. And you too, Leonita, because my fiance says this. Um, Gruya patul is like pilafi papul. So <laughs> we, we're, we're eating. We are people that love food. <laughs> I don't think we are really thin people. I think we're just the right size. I mean, I've seen, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have a little meat on the bones. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's too much pressure staying too thin, like here in the States. Yeah. It's definitely true. But I think with our foods, though, we also include a lot of vegetables, like a lot of fruits and stuff, too. It's not just. And I think everything we do is fresh. fresh. I mean, even when we make the pitas, they're not thick pitas. They're very thin. I feel like there's more dough in a pizza than there is in a pita. Because I know when, when I would cook for the kids and then I started making like the pitas, I would make them um, the individual rolls, you know, the copitas, the individual. And I always measure like the amount because I had four kids and for when they were younger, two out of the four were, you know, had more meat on them than the other two. That two thin ones. A little bit more thin. Ones, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I was like, you know, I got to figure this out. I got to make sure I know exactly what I'm giving, I'm feeding these kids and how much of what, especially when it comes to like breads and whatnot. And then, you know, you always, we, we love whole wheat, you know, all Albanians love whole wheat. If you put whole wheat a little bit, and you only need like a tablespoon in the, mm. in the flour to make a difference. Yes. You don't need to, to use that much. And so I would always weigh the dough. So then I knew how much they were eating, how much they were getting, if it was too much or too little or whatnot. Even when I wrote the recipes, it was like, you know, it's my kids are going to go through the same issues that I'm going to go through where they need to know exactly what they're giving their kids. It's not just about my mom's like, thank God you have food on the table, just eat it. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of where um, our traditional foods came from because, you know, uh, Albanians were not, you know, the most plentiful. And so the grains and the, the pitas and the flea and the bukalamoch and bukulacha are what fed the most, you know, family, you know, two, three families lived in one house. So I think that's where it all comes from, you know. Exactly. They take so little and make so much with it. And, um, and I feel like today, I, I just, when you, when you try it, you think, how they do it? It's crazy. I know in Nadibur, they do this, uh, I have it in the book, this uh, soup called chorb, which I never knew anything about until after I got married. And it's with rice. It's, it's, all, it's just rice. And they do it mostly for weddings. And really, you only need like one nice cup of rice and you feed maybe 30, 40 people. And so, I, so that was like very impressive to me. So things like that, that I learned from my mother-in-law's side. Uh, from my husband's side. And then on my side, it was my dad would loved, loved, loved shopping in bulk. And he was like, okay, this is what I found. Let's see what we can make with it, you know? And my mom always found a way to do it. And she was, she was very, you know, miraclia, like she wanted things to taste good and look, she was not a big eater, but she, she really did want the food to come out nice. Mm -hmm. She always made homemade pasta, and um, they're a big part of, of how they did things that, you know, I embraced it and I, and I get it now. I get it more at least, 
you know, and I hope through this book, everybody gets it. Like, this is what women did then, you know, and they made it work. Mm-hmm. They catered to so many. They, they made everybody happy. Nobody was complaining, you know, yeah. and they didn't have much to do it with either. It pretty much speaks on our culture as a whole as we have so little, but we give so much. Right. right. That is true. Do you have any tips, like top three tips you have for anyone, like looking through this cookbook to kind of pick up on and, you know, just how to use these uh, recipes? Mm-hmm. Um, tip number one is with the seasonings, uh, measure out the seasonings and use them throughout the, the recipe. You know, so if it calls for one tablespoon of uh, salt or a teaspoon of salt, then just measure that out and just keep using it as you add in your ingredients. Don't use it all at once in one dose. And always taste your food. So, you know, so it's, it's really, you're making it for yourself. Even though I have the recipe here, you know, I prefer something a little bit off, you know, that make it yours also. And read all the, all the ingredients, make sure you have it all. And if you want to substitute, you can, but to have all the ingredients is, is have it all set up and ready to go. Because uh, our food does cook quickly and we don't, it's not really hard and you don't want to be sauteing the, the noodles, you know, when you're trying to brown them a little bit. And, uh, and while the onions are nowhere or something, you know? So if you have it all set up, it, it helps. But the first time you may not get it right, you know, keep repetition. I think repetition is very important. You know, you don't have to get it right the first time. Do it more than once and then make it yours. You know, I like, like I said, I, I was really just impressed with your podcast and, and what you're doing. And I think it's great. Um, I like to listen to podcasts, so I thought this was nice. I always thought like uh, Albanian moms should have one just to complain about their kids, but <laughs> this, this works, <laughs> you know? And um, and I'm also like impressed with the whole social media and everybody that supported me and everybody, how well they work together. Facebook, you know, Leah Remini, who uh, is, is an American actress, who was very impressed and happy. Aurela Gache, she's also a family friend who uh, was probably one of the first to get the book because the book was printed in, uh, in Tiran. So that so I shipped one out to her right away and she loved the book. And, um, and to all the, the Instagram young moms, I'm just really, really impressed. I don't know if it's right to say their names or not, but I'm just really impressed. Like the way you guys think, oh, wow, I made a book, but I'm like, this is nothing. What they're doing, I think is bigger. It's better. Or like what you're doing, I think is better. You know, it's great. I think what we're all doing is amazing. Um, you know, it starts with, you and it starts with pioneers like this that kind of when you see someone doing well um you it gives you inspiration that hey I can do that too you know and I think that's what's catching on I think social media helps with that because it's it's right there in your face and you get ideas from it and it's like yeah I can do this I can do it and it's important to be there saying if you want to do it I can help you I'm here for you too I'm not just here for me I'm here for you because I had to learn it a certain way and if I can give you a tip or two you can still do yours because that's how we are we like to do our own like we have our ideas but we want somebody's input or how they did it so they can kind of tweak it which is fine you can do that uh, and we also went to this uh, Albanian American uh, culture center and I donated a book there which is a school that teaches kids how to read Albanian talk Albanian dance Albanian and the whole it's in New Jersey that's amazing uh, what's it called it's called the Albanian American Culture Center in Patterson, New Jersey. And I wanted to tell a story that really just my heart. When I first started you know, delivering the book, I got a, an email from a, a woman who said who's really happy about the book. And she said it reminded me of my, because uh, she her mom worked. And she was first generation here. Her mom worked, so she stayed with her grandma. And her grandmother would cook all these foods. And she told us like she would make these foods like the pita with the red pepper and I don't know, all these things, you know, she was explaining it to me and, uh, and I said, oh, that's so nice. She goes, and then now she goes, I don't have my mom or my grandma. I'm 87 years old and I'm able to hold this book. Every time I think of that woman and that email, I think, I mean, that's not that it's validation, but it's like, oh, that's nice that she got something at 87 years. She was born here and she remembered her grandmother. Wow. So imagine, because my mom was working because, you know, we came to the States and we didn't have and this and that. And she goes, but I remember my, my grandmother cooking and, and on the weekends, my mom would be there. She goes, but to see it and to be able to hold on to a book and just see the photos 
Because now she's 87. She said, I'm not going to try it, but it's enough that I, I'm holding on to it. Oh, that's so touching. That's Isn't beautiful. that touching? Because that one day it's going to be our kids or our grandkids. Yeah, that's so oh. impressive. And you keep proving throughout this, um, you know, conversation that you are just so selfless and you're thinking about, you know, future generations. And I'm just, it's an honor to speak to you. Oh, thank you. And I'm really happy with what you girls are doing here too. It's I hope it does really well and it keeps going for a long time because everybody, we all need a platform. And now Albanian women, I'm sure men too, but the women are really, really stepping up and they're really doing a lot. Uh, they're just putting themselves out there. Then I was, I was very shy to do it. I was very scared, but you know, my kids kind of pushed me, took me out of my comfort zone and helped me step by step. But I see the young ladies and I'm really, really impressed. It's definitely inspirational, like for me, like to see you and to see all those people um, and just kind of keeps me motivated to just keep going and just yeah. doing your thing. It's really nice. I think we're all grateful for everybody's hard work and, and just putting themselves out there, connecting, because mm -hmm. that's not easy to connect because you don't know what kind of respond. I mean, even if it's negative, at least you did it. You tried it. You know, that's true. What came out of this year, you know, uh, because of COVID, we weren't able to see each other uh, face to face, but it's kind of pushed us to find other outlets because the nature of human is to connect so I'm thankful that we had the internet we knew how to use it and look at what we've done you know Dionita started this podcast and it's growing so fast I'm so honored and thankful to be a part of it and help her with it and just e-meeting all these people and I hope one day to meet you in person yes. shake your hand feel your book talk yeah. laugh eat your food yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're all grateful to you, Leonita. Thank you so much. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an avenue. If I can't be out there, this is an opportunity. Yeah. The pleasure is all mine. It's been so nice talking to you and getting to know you and what about, about your story and your book. And um, I'm so thankful that you took the time to meet with us. No, no problem. Anytime. Yeah. Like I look forward to ordering my book and having it there and start cooking some good Albanian food. <laughs> so Marita, before you go, um, can you tell us where are all the outlets where we can find your book for purchase? Oh, you can go to thealbaniantable.com. Uh, look me up at Instagram, Albanian Table and Facebook, Albanian Table. And we have links and bios there that you guys can uh, tap into and find us. Also leave some links down below in the description so um, you guys can get your own copy of the book. Fantastic. Thanks. And thanks for the opportunity.